Welcome to the Business Explained podcast with Steve Robbins. Here we explore leadership, entrepreneurship, and business, and how to turn yourself and your business into a force to be reckoned with. I was recently reading a copy of the Gallup Employment Engagement Survey. This is where Gallup organization goes out and does surveys of employees to find out how engaged they are in their work. If an employee is engaged in the work, that means they show up wanting to do it. They're happy. They're they're in. Well, they're engaged, they're motivated, they're all in there. If they're not engaged, it means, you know what, they're showing up, but frankly, they'd rather not be there. What the heck? They'll go ahead and put in the time, probably surf Facebook occasionally, so on and so forth. And then if they're disengaged, it means they might actively be sabotaging what the company is doing. Not only are they showing up, but they are showing up with a chip on their shoulder at best or at worst, something like that. In any event, it turns out the the results are that something like 20% of employees are disengaged. That is, they're showing up and they might be actively sabotaging their company. Another 50% of employees are simply non-engaged. They're showing up, going through the motions, not particularly bringing very much to the job or to themselves. And then only about 30% of employees are, in fact, truly engaged, showing up and really doing their job and putting themselves into it. Now, if you think about that, that represents an incredible opportunity. If you can engage your employees, presumably they will work harder, do better work, and frankly, morale will be better. Who wants to hang around with a bunch of people that are just going through the motions so that they can earn a paycheck? A lot of people wonder what causes employees to be engaged. And I recently had the interesting experience of uh, having a friend of mine break down in tears when we were discussing a situation that happened at her work. She was explaining how, once again, her boss came in and yelled and screamed at her. And I thought, well, you're speaking metaphorically. Your boss came in and talked sternly to you. No, no, it turns out her boss came in and yelled and screamed at her. Now, this is rather fascinating because, number one, if a stranger walks up to you on the street and yells and screams at you, that's called verbal assault, and they can be arrested. That's a criminal activity. And as far as I'm aware, it's a criminal activity no matter where it occurs. That's actually not considered something that we let people do. So if if there's a boss yelling and screaming at employees, it's entirely possible that an employee could, should they choose to do so, press criminal charges depending upon what the person was yelling. I think it may have to be threats or something that makes the person afraid of physical harm. But second of all, I couldn't help wondering what was her boss thinking? Now, I've noticed that some people think, well, <clears throat> I have to tell people what to do and I have to tell them strongly because otherwise they won't do it. And then I always ask the same question, which is, when you were working for someone else before you became the boss, and maybe they still have a boss if they're not at the very top of their hierarchy, did you like it when people yelled at you? How did you respond? And the most common answer I hear is, oh, my gosh, I hated them. I couldn't wait to be out from under them. I, you know, was resentful. I stewed about it. I thought about it. I gossiped about it. I complained to my parents about it and my wife about it and my husband about it and my polyamorous family unit. And then, oh, my gosh, I went to my therapist's office and I complained to my therapist about it and then my personal trainer about it. And then when I went jogging, I would stop people on the streets and complain about my horrible boss. And how much of this complaining energy do you think was taking away from your ability to do your job well? And of course, the answer is an incredible amount. If all of that energy had been put into something productive, like being creative, thinking up new ways of doing things, finishing the things that were already underway, 
Not only would that person have had a lot more free time, but they would have enjoyed their life a heck of a lot more, and they would have gotten better results. Well then, I ask, why do you think that yelling at your employees is going to produce any different result? It didn't work when people did it for you, and it's probably not going to work when you do it for other people. And I have to say, as somebody with no innate social skills myself, I've learned all of my social skills through reading books on psychology and primate behavior and mammals and, and predator prey. And then I've gone out into the world and I've watched. And I just watch. I just look. How do people actually behave? And I've noticed I've never seen one person yell at another person and have the person being yelled at go, wow, I feel so much better now. I'm just going to go and hunker down and do awesome work. I've never seen that happen. So when you're thinking about how to engage your employees, if you notice that there are people in your company, and maybe you're even one of them, who sometimes approaches the task of getting things done through other people by yelling or screaming or giving orders and simply willy-nilly expecting people to do things, even though they may not have the resources to do them or they may not have the training to do them or they may not even understand what the task is. Sometimes people give out assignments which... They don't explain them, and the person receiving the assignment walks out of the room and goes, what the heck am I supposed to do? If you see that happening in your organization, stop the person involved and help them understand that if they want to engage their employees, there's a few things they need to do. One is they really need to make work a pleasant place. No one is going to be engaged someplace where they are scared of being yelled at, where they're made to be to be feed to feel diminished or demeaned. There may be a very, very few particular workplaces where the company culture is such that everyone there uh, views this as a bonding experience or as a rite of passage or something like that. Frankly, if that's the case, I think you're almost certainly missing out because my experience is that people who consider that particular kind of activity a rite of passage are only one kind of the people you need in your organization. There's plenty of other people who can help you get real ahead. But assuming you're not at one of the situations where dog-eat-dog is everyone's preferred communication and motivation style, you need to help people be motivated. Second is you need to help people understand what their job is and what they need to do. They need to know when they walk out of the room with an assignment what they're supposed to do and how to know if they're doing it. If you say to someone, go produce a marketing report for me, and that person has never even seen a marketing report in their life, which happened to me at one point earlier in my career, it, they're not going to be able to do a good job, not because they don't want to, but because they literally don't even know what's being asked. You need to make sure that your employee is covering the what to. You need to make sure they want to. We already discussed that. They have to be engaged. They have to be motivated. It has to be something that they feel like they really want to do. The ways that you can quickly tap into someone's engagement, if it's there, one is by helping them understand the role that their particular job and that their particular task plays in the overall success of the company. People like to feel a sense of meaning and a sense of being important to something larger than themselves. Help them understand how their job is larger than themselves and is important on a wider playing field, how it contributes to the mission of the company, how it contributes to the well-being of the customers. Another part of helping people want to do what they're doing is to make the workplace a nice place to work. Treat people nicely, recognize them for their achievements, and if conflict arises, which conflict does, especially if it's between peers, step in and mediate. And if you don't know how to mediate, take a class in it. It's a very valuable skill. 
because there are certainly times when two people who are supposed to be working together have a personality clash or they just hate each other for some unknown reason or one of them runs over the other one's dog and then the other one goes and burns down the first one's house and then they escalate. Oh, the whole thing is just messy. You need to step in and make sure that people are getting along, help them mediate their differences so that they want to come to work and that work is a pleasant place for them. Also, people need to know how to do their job. Once they have an assignment, sometimes it may be a new technology or it may be a new thing they've never done before. Make sure they have access to the resources, the training, the skills, some mentorship, people who can help them out personally to do their job so that they know the how to get it done. And finally, people need to have the chance to do their job. It's not uncommon to give someone additional responsibilities without removing anything from their plate. Well, where are they supposed to get the time and the resources and the mental space to be able to do a whole new task if they currently have a full plate? You need to be realistic about giving people the chance to do things. And chance to isn't just about making sure they have the time. It's about making sure they manage their time well. It's about helping to protect them from excessive emails or from excessive instant messages or from political battles that are happening in the company or from other people who want their time for things that aren't related to what they need to be getting done. And you, as someone inside the company who wants to help things run better, can put some effort to helping people figure out how can they get the chance to do their time? How can they be shielded from outside distractions or from political games so that they can really apply themselves to getting stuff done? And this, to me, seems like a big part of the way towards getting people engaged in their company. Don't disengage them. Don't yell. Don't scream. If you see someone else doing it, help them put a stop to it. Make sure that people know what to do. Make sure that people want to do it, that the workplace is someplace that's attractive to them. Make sure they know how to do their job and have the resources to do them. And make sure they have the chance that they actually have the opportunity to apply everything else that they've put together to really go out and produce the results. And now that you know what to and want to and how to and chance to, I hope that you know what to do and that you have some guidance as to this four-part framework for how to do it and that you want to do it because you want to be in an awesome and amazing work environment. Go give yourself the chance to do it. You've been listening to Steve Robbins with the Business Explained podcast. I help people develop the behaviors and skills they need to accelerate their careers. If you want to know more, visit me on the web at steverrobbins.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-R-R-O-B-B-I-N-S.com. 